Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let the cold hit me. I had the rose blip it up. Fresh like my nose itchy rose pick me up. Depressed and I'm lonely, I don't give a fuck. Don't address me as Mike if you don't know me as such. There's some lows that I duck me. I know my demons watching, so a nigga tug his feet. I get the bag and hit the stage for a public speech. I hit my dad and hit the pavement with my company. There be clips for my head stay. Click on the sheets and them niggas pack it to the bed break. Who in charge? Tell them checkmate. We press them niggas to my checkmate. My sense said, sense all the share from miles away. Too much pain in me, boy. I can't smile today. I've been trying for days. Keep my eyes on the play At the end of the maze, can't pretend to be great. Hit these rappers and masses, trying to send them my rage. Hit the pack for this anger. Be forgetting my age. Wanna stop, but I promise it ain't healthy. My conscience. Empty belly, I'm nauseous. Niggas testing my knowledge, still be pressing my olive. I can't question my mama, trusting her struggle and trauma. Family trekking behind us. Life short, I get this my second reminder. I'm my age, so these niggas can question the timing. Another page with these scribbles referring to rhyming. Another day, stuck on burning, concerned with my heart. Another lane, open be where my homies is riding. My brother praying, hit me deep, cause I love and I got him. Pain, hit me deep, cause I love and I got him. My reaper gon' kill me if I don't I won't cry cause I sleep with my eyes closed I know my reaper gon' kill me if I don't I won't cry cause I sleep with my eyes closed I know my reaper gon' kill me if I don't I won't cry cause I sleep with my eyes closed I know my reaper gon' kill me if I don't I won't cry cause I sleep with my eyes closed BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and on today's very special episode, I have two friends, Joanna and Katie, in the studio to talk about American culture through the lens of reality television. Uh, we're going to be talking about how women are portrayed on these shows, how queer people are portrayed, how American reality television is so vastly different than foreign reality television TV shows and why it's so prominent in our culture. So stay tuned. You're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM.
could do I listen up into you I hope that you see me grow I want to see you too I know I'm out here outside I wish I had to arrive Under the night and with you I had it all in my life Just pursued this shit while you chose to settle down to have some kids. I mean, it's okay to fall in line, just don't look back. That's a long ass line that I'm not in. I just never found the time or had the chance. Truth is, you can kiss my ass. Never been the one to bow down, never been the one to air out any situation, but right now, when it's all your fault, I'm here now. Give me no drugs, let me some love tonight. When I'm in this club, lonely as fuck, with my thugs and we looking for that buzz. Give me no drugs, let me some love tonight. When I'm in this club, lonely as
move like a five hundred discount. I'm moving, I'm moving like Madagascar. Feel it like a bottle inside a nose to get wild. Bloody lip color like foul. When you would call it, they said I'll be nothing. When I suck on my dick and then lick on my foul. They try to pin me down, they try to rob me, and they try to kill me like Anna Nicole. If they wanna boot up my car, pussy boy like booty car. Money quit like Ashania. Look what we did in a year. You need a neutral career. I hate on myself when I look in the mirror. Hear all their voices all up in my ear. Why do I care how I look? Why do I care what they say? I do not care what they say. Nowadays everybody wanna talk. They forgot how to listen. Tell the prophets are risen. We mix new addition with nuclear fission. I don't do auditions. I don't ask a mission. Ain't no politician. Don't ask my opinion. You got an addiction to win in your business. Make the admission. I make the magicians and hit my Houdini. Why they so salty and greedy? I murdered this music routinely. I know that you see me. Don't see your search for the meaning. I think that's why you ain't believing. The future is leaning. Revolution started streaming. The reason why you see me beaming. I'm dreaming of making moves like the government. You better think about who you fucking with. Get out of
Thank you. 
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.fm. I'm Kelsey Styles, and today on this very special episode, I have cultural enthusiasts and pals, Joanna and Katie, in the studio to discuss American culture through the lens of reality television. <laughs> We're going to talk about how reality TV uh, portrays queer people. Um, how it portrays women, and a whole bunch of stuff. How it kind of varies, uh, how it's based in America and abroad. So stay tuned to hear about that. And we're going to go back to music. You're listening to Cool World on BFF.fm.
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and on this episode, I have cultural enthusiasts, connoisseurs, friends, locals of the Bay Area, Joanna and Katie on to talk about American culture through the lens of reality television. It's actually going to be really insightful, really deep, also a lot of fun. So keep listening to Cool World on BFF.FM.
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and in just a few more songs, my wonderful co-hosts, guests, Katie and Joanna, will be having a dialogue with myself about American culture through the lens of reality television. It's going to be really insightful, really fun. Um, We did plan on drinking rosé for this episode, but we are just drinking whiskey instead. Um, So yeah, so keep listening to Cool World on BFF.FM.
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and now we're at the interview part of my show. Um, so yeah, I want to introduce my lovely guests first, Juliana Brockhouse. Hi, hello, hello. What's up? My name's Joanna. I was born at the Stanford University Hospital. Uh, my thumbs are two different sizes. 
and I'm always sleepy. And and how old are you? Uh, 28 years young. 28 years young. By the way, um, we're doing introductions as if we were on the show next from MTV because uh, this episode is all about reality television. So I hope nobody instantly nexts me. No. <laughs> Katie, you want to say hi? Hey there. Good afternoon. My name is Katie. Um, I wanted to let you know I have been to Montreal. Today I ate a pupusa. And I never want to eat a pupusa again. I've had it. <laughs> oh, shit. Ooh, there's drama behind that story. Oh, man. Sounds like a good episode of some reality television. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, this episode, in case you're just now tuning in, is all about uh, American culture through the lens of reality TV. Um which I feel like people don't talk about reality TV in a um, an uh, educational way, um, or how much it reflects uh, where we are in America. Yeah, I guess it's like a pretty new thing. Um, it's definitely something that I've been into my whole like cognitive life. Um, mm-hmm. I started watching. Um, like reality shows like Next when I was maybe like 10 or 11. Um, I remember when Big Brother first was on and like stuff like Cheaters before that. Cheaters? Yeah. Which, Mm. by the way, VH1 uh, VH1 has been streaming old episodes of Cheaters. The basic premise is like somebody thinks that their partner is cheating on them. So they contact the host and they investigate and they'll like bring cameras to a location to like catch they're the they're always cheating on them. Like that's Aww, that's damn. it's never like, ooh, I was suspicious for no reason. Um but they'll like have a whole crew investigate and like catch the person in the act. Um yeah, this is like circa maybe like I don't know, the early aughts um, was when Cheaters was on, but VH1 has been streaming old episodes. Um, I know this because I watch it sometimes at the Y. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you started this off exactly how I wanted to. Uh, Katie, what was your first exposure to reality television? That's a really good question. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, can you count episodes of Jerry Springer as reality TV? Totally. 100%. I think that counts. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. there's some, like, element of fabrication, and they're obviously not, like, being super truthful with the way yeah. that they're like, these are people living their lives. I think so. that's where I got into it then. I used to watch, like, Seventh Heaven, but also Jerry <laughs> Springer, where things would just get wild. Like... Who's your baby's daddy? Questions like that. Birth tests, all that stuff. So it went from that to, I guess, later on in college, um, watching Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. One summer, very solidly. With oh, my yeah. That was that was early on in Katie and uh, my friendship. Our friendship. <laughs> we got together on the Jersey Shore from <laughs> inside one of our rooms at our co-op in college and... We learned how to beat up the beat and would actually put that into practice every (laughs) Thursday night at our co-op bar night. And we talked in Jersey Shore accents and 
<laughs> wait, wait, can, can I get a glimpse of those Jersey Shore accents right now? Mm. Oh, man. Maybe later, maybe after a little <laughs> more Maybe whiskey. if we drink more whiskey. By the way, um, I should say that the housewives would be very disappointed that we're drinking whiskey. To, I like, mean, be they would just want a part of it. Honestly, they no. would just want to get in the saddle. Well, they would, they, they're down to get in the saddle, but they're very particular about the way that they drink. Yeah, um, they and that, because I watch you're a lot of the housewives. you welcome to bust open the wine. That That's true. We do have we some have Chardonnay, uh, but they, they're very particular. They like stay away from the brown liquids because they're racist. Um, but also... <laughs> Because they like tequila. <laughs> they like tequila, but only like tequila blanco, and they and drink a lot of vodka. Housewives. Yeah, well, all of them. They don't. They don't like. They don't even drink gin. Actually, it's mainly like vodka and tequila, and like champagne and like if white you wines. were to ever open a bar joanna i hope it would be based around the theme of the housewives 100 cocktails based off of them you could have a cocktail for every name the vicky yeah yeah uh, <laughs> I, this is like uh you know a fun party all do this for your clothing swap yes. Ooh, the clothing That's swap a good idea. happening west oakland this sunday <laughs> Don't uh, location uh, tbd <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so circling back to first reality TV shows, mine was kind of weird because mm. I would watch this with my parents. So I don't mm. know how, but it became a thing where like I would come home like after middle school and watch E! News. Mm. And okay. at night, I would watch The Girls Next Door oh, with wow. my parents. Wow. Tell us about that. What, what's that yeah. show about? And what was that You don't know what the show is about? No, fill me in. So when Hugh Hefner was still alive, <laughs> pour yeah. one out. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was it was all about uh, these three Playboy models that were supposedly like his best three girlfriends. It was about them like living in the Playboy mansion. Mm-hmm. So it'd be them being like, "Oh my god, we're doing this photo shoot!" Like. Oh my god, like Huff, let me like tell me like let me tell you how much I love you or like buy me a dog or just like yeah. them going on all these adventures, sometimes having like ego wars. Um they I had think two roles. of them got spin offs. Yeah, yeah. There was cause there was there was like Kendra mm-hmm. and Holly. Mm-hmm. Kendra was like the sporty one who yeah. like like football (laughs) yeah holly i think was more of like the matronly one which is a weird yeah yeah she was always like i'm huff's like best girlfriend i just really care about him and she was Mm -hmm. like super into disney and she later dated chris angel oh that's right i remember that that's like a pretty cool like uh oh god katie like Katie is our third party member for this episode. Joanna and I are very much invested in reality TV. Katie's That's kind of like the third party. Whatever. But you Chris Angel. Good. Oh my god. Mind freak? He was this like really ostentatious magician who like mm-hmm. tried to be like super goth and metal, but just in a trash. Fell way. a little short. Yeah, yeah. He was never he he was fine. Um, <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, that's really interesting. You watched that show with your parents, right? um, because I feel like from the get go, we've kind of understood that reality TV is trash. Like, yeah. there's no, um, nothing is really like off limits. And it even like at a young age, you were in middle school, but like 
you can watch the show about the playmates and like something that in like earlier times would be like super inappropriate for a Mm -hmm. kid that age to see but like we've always kind of understood that it exposes the like dark you know disgusting nature of american culture and also just like i feel like it touched on some like topics of adulthood that you know you don't Mm -hmm. really get explained to you as like a middle schooler that's true but in a very controlled way like it's not everything was still censored i mean the producers are still editing this like vision of the show that they want you to see but yeah for me it was um first shows were girls next door keeping up with the kardashians (coughs) from day one um that's a classic project runway yes and I consider this one of my all-time favorite reality TV shows, but Ace of Cakes. Oh, with I had Duff. the biggest, yeah, I had the biggest yeah. crush on Jeff, who was, like, the quiet one that would, like, mumble like this. <laughs> and he was, like, very indie. Yeah. Mmm, okay. Um, yeah, Project Runway, when I started watching that, um, I think it was probably, like, 14 or 15, um, And I would watch it with friends of mine. We were, like, just getting into fashion and, like, you know, like, reading, like, Teen Vogue and, like, Elle Girl when that was a thing. I think that magazine is no longer um, in circulation. Seventeen. Yeah, Seventeen. But, like, seeing this show and getting exposure to this, like, world that we were just getting interested in was, like, super fun and fascinating. And I think, like, none of us really had like dreams of getting into the fashion business but we were still like oh yeah we could if we wanted to because we watched project runway you've touched on something important that i kind of want to talk about yeah um so i feel like as teenagers watching reality television um it's exposure for us it's exposure into like what it's like to be an adult Mm -hmm. and get so excited about like okay here's like this little like portal into like what adulthood's gonna be like but then as we become adults and we mature, it becomes escapism. True. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I guess that's why I've kind of like graduated in terms of the reality TV shows uh-huh. that I watch. Um, like Cap and Gown. <laughs> thank you. Um, soon I'll come loud, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, but like... I never thought that I would watch The Housewives when I, like, first, when I was into, like, Project Runway and stuff like that. America's Next Top Model, I really oh, like, yeah. too. Gotta um be on top. But I, yeah, exactly. But, like, I was like, oh, that's so boring. Like, why would you want to, like, follow the lives of these women, like, doing nothing and, like, just mm-hmm. fighting with each other? Like, that's so stupid. But now that I um, am more of an adult, hey. I'm like, I can I can see the way that like these people that I have kind of like, you know, class based and like whatever based resentment toward. I can see the kind of like, uh, like opulence of their lives in a way that is, you know, constructed because they get to like decide what they want to show. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just now fascinated by like the way that rich people live their lives in the way that I never thought I would be. Yeah. It's like a really obtuse concept because I think we all come from kind of middle class, 
maybe lower class, maybe a little bit upper class. I feel like we're all like a mix. No um, mansion living. <laughs> no mansion living though. Yeah, and it's kind of insane to see like even uh, like episodes where they're talking about like oh, I'm moving from this mansion to this other mansion. And <laughs> I'm trying to decorate it and oh my gosh, this isn't going like according to my plans at all. And just like watching them freak out. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, I wish I could live that life, but also what the fuck? But also like, I'm so glad I don't. Right, like, yeah. yeah. I guess it's a bit of escapism, but also, well, I got into the Real Housewives of Orange County <laughs> when I was living in the sunset in San Francisco in a living room, working just at a barbecue. And it was just really nice to have kind of like a whole other group of apparently real people who are doing their living their lives doing their thing struggling definitely struggling with just basic social functions but continuously trying and honestly like sometimes i would watch it and and like have get ideas for how to do social stuff myself like i would go out to parties and think like okay like they're trying and failing just as hard as i might be right now but and i love it just watching them almost as a form of therapy for them and seeing them kind of process like where their lives are at what they're doing how they're thinking about everything this is a great pivot into my next topic okay i think i have a feeling where we're going with this conversation (laughs) yeah so let's talk about uh how women yeah are presented in reality tv yeah what you just said um and i guess the question you just prompted with like how is this really escapism Mm -hmm. um what i feel like and i can't i can't claim um original like thought of this idea Mm -hmm. because uh, my sister presented it to me Mm -hmm. talking about the kardashians um how we're kind of given in a lot of these shows, like The Housewives, like The Kardashians, like any of the spinoffs, um, were shown an alternate universe um, that is maybe super vapid, but is also kind of a matriarchy and like a world where mm. men are irrelevant, oh, yeah. um, where we're expected to dissect kind of like these like small interactions that women have with each other and all the plot kind of revolves as much around their conversations and like slights or like one thing that somebody says to one of the other women um and we dissect that as much as we do like actual like plot happening um or like uh, that is the plot but like the the emotions and conversations are like as important as like events happening they're like okay like yeah there's like the white party but like what Tamara like said to Vicky at the right. white party is like more important than like the white party happening, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that we like it because in a way, like quoting Jaron Lanier, <laughs> we're starved for reality. People Ooh. in this day and age, we're starved for reality. So to have a you, show. Okay, so I want to interject. So you think we're starved of reality in the age of social media? Yeah, and okay. then, yeah, I think a lot of constraints, whether it be how much you work, how, where your people live, whether that be friends or family. Mm-hmm. Like, I got really into The Real Housewives when I was in kind of an isolated place um, out mm-hmm. there, living far away from people I knew, um, working a lot, and 
to be able to just tap into a group of people who are ready there there to talk about their lives to show you their lives at your convenience it was like a sudden pop-up community and you didn't even really have to commit or give that much into it because it's just all presented for you no participation required other than you giving your time to watching it um having realized or read that from jaron lanier that we might be star for reality i personally have tried to like just do more and see more and and like be out there more yeah and thinking about that in the real life like that's great but i also understand like that's why reality tv is so great it's because we just kind of want to be in touch with things that are actually happening and in our world i think that we are all kind of segmented and i don't know separated by a lot of economic and logistical constraints so i can't say personally that watching reality tv has made me leave my room more uh, <laughs> no you don't but, have to uh i'm i'm happy it's had effect on you well, i just it, i usually it dig actually deeper let me into the su- hole no no i sank into my space it was like a substitute it is re- it's called reality tv and like maybe we're starved for more reality tv i mean depending on what you <laughs> like or what you really want to stick with but I will say mm. the way I consume most of my reality TV is on my couch, very mm. stoned. <laughs> yep. yep. Sounds sounds familiar. Um, but I do want to ask the question. Um, so I'm coming up with it as the Kardashian dilemma. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, so they'd be so flattered. <laughs> So flattered to have this conversation about them. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, so Kylie Jenner uh, was just <sighs> named uh, what the biggest self-made billionaire. billionaire. Um, with a which I applaud her, but at the same time, I'm like, you wouldn't have gotten to that point if you didn't come from rich family. Right. But also, I really do you think that you know the young i mean not younger older kardashians um have built up their brand a lot and Mm -hmm. have become like these entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and i feel like they kind of made the career out of being you know a social media figure Mm -hmm. i feel like they started the wave for that so i just wanted to know what are your thoughts on the kardashians and their influence on american culture and media and ideals of womanhood and all that such i can't say that i like personally look up to them in any (laughs) sort of uh sense but i think i think what they've done is um i guess like as women and like to harken back to like the idea of like a new matriarchy under the Kardashians. Um, mm-hmm. I think what they do is they've kind of like chosen the path of least resistance um, in a lot of ways because they 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 built their empire really by like saying yes to everything. Like mm-hmm. the sheer number of endorsements that they all have is like pretty astounding. They just kind of, especially like early before they'd really made a name for themselves they're just like yeah you you have like you know green tea weight loss pills like i'll do that like you have like xyz product like i'll show up to this event like with your brand on my bag like yeah just pay me i'll promote you Mm -hmm. um and that's how they like 
made a lot of money for themselves and got to have more like clout so i think they have like a very particular like sense of like business savviness um that is not in any way kind of like that innovative or interesting but they've just pursued it like they like took hold of it and just went with it and i don't think that like i don't really like celebrate people for like being good at business or being super rich but i think that we like there are so many like american like male heroes that we have that were like oh you had a good business idea like that's great that's awesome like you deserve but all because this woman is deciding to use maybe like her beauty it's like oh my god Mm -hmm. you're just a piece of trash it's like no she's doing the same thing yes in a a different vein yeah she's exploiting what's available to her and taking the path of least resistance yeah um i will say i mean as much as like the show can be like problematic then again i feel like everyone has like their problematic tendencies Mm -hmm. um i do think what uh ryan seacrest and chris jenner have done as producers Uh, true (laughs) yep have kept the show uh pretty genuine Mm -hmm. um like because you see the vulnerabilities of courtney and scott um it's very like raw and like you see scott showing up to dinners wasted when he's promising to be sober and like better with courtney you see like every now and then when kanye appears like yes kim and kanye interacting and or that is always oh. so weird yeah, and what I, is i'm he like, like on tv because i'm a, i've been a big kanye very fan quiet. for years but i actually haven't seen he's any very like quiet mm-hmm. and he like tries to like, keep himself out of the show they try to keep the kids out of the show which mm-hmm. i think is really respectful and awesome yeah but also like they're very vulnerable about like I'm about to go get like a cosmetic procedure done and like none of like what's on my face is real or you know if they're like going through a skirmish with each other mm-hmm. it's out and it's raw and like Rob Kardashian um, openly talks about like his depression and like mm-hmm. struggles with weight and I feel like it's a lot less censored than other reality TV shows mm-hmm. and brings up a more true uh, narrative about people who are living in that lifestyle and all the pressure they face like yeah, you know Kylie on the show talks about like I have so much anxiety and like I just don't want to go out and like I don't know how to handle this but I'd like this business to run and you know, Kendall talks about how she wants to be this really influential, like, model and, like, do well in her career. And she's like, but I come from this reality TV show family and it's literally, like, fucking up my career because other models are, like, making fun of me. So, mm-hmm. and, like, one more extra ad point I'll add. <laughs> um, they didn't hide it all, uh, uh, you know, I hate to say a dead name, but uh, Bruce. Oh, yeah. uh, Back in the day, Mm -hmm. uh, when the transitioning was like kind of starting to happen, Mm -hmm. like they would show that. um, And I thought that was really cool. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, too, like the show has been on for so long that I, I mean, I can't like 
delve too much into their inner psyches, but maybe at some point they've like internalized the cameras being there so much that it's mm-hmm. kind of second nature to be so raw and vulnerable. Yeah. I yeah. think they've done so much for reality TV, but they've really done just so much for themselves. Like all the while they've had a show, there have been a million other reality TV shows going on. Mm-hmm. Um but they have had like what like 16 seasons yeah they've been they've been in it and they all have like spinoffs yeah um yeah they're just kind of like careerists at this point um well it's what they've done with their family it's their legacy they have a tv show about themselves and also brands and beauty and fashion and all that jazz but um Let's move on to the next topic of this lovely conversation. And if you're just now tuning in, I'm Kelsey Styles, and you're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM on today's episode, show, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I've got Katie and Joanna, two cultural Hello. enthusiasts. Hey there. Bay Area people. Um, we're talking about American culture through the lens of reality television. And next, I want to talk about the portrayal of queer identity. Anything from Tila Tequila to RuPaul to Queer Eye. I feel like we could maybe start in like that transition. We didn't even talk about that show. I remember watching that on TV uh, when it was aired. And I was maybe like, I don't know, how old were we? We were definitely like middle school or high school. Um, But like... I definitely, like, thought it was cutting edge when it was aired. The fact that they're like, oh, she's bisexual. Um, fully not realizing that it was maybe more, like, very much exploitive. And kind of, um... I mean, I'm gonna say it right here. (laughs) Tila Tequila today is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't know then that she was a Nazi. Did we? Was she a Nazi back then? She, I, I mean, aren't you born? No, no just kidding. Alright, for our listeners who don't know, where did Tila Tequila first make her first appearance? MySpace. MySpace! My, so Tila Tequila is a real-life MySpace character mm-hmm. person who, how did she make her way into reality TV? Uh, uh, she got the MySpace show. Fame. What show? Yeah. Uh, Tila double Tequila, shot at love. A double shot at love. Or no, just a shot at love because they later had a double shot with like two I don't even remember their I names were like a, Vicky and like Icky or something the I two it was models a double shot love because it was like we have both sexes I think the double shot was when they had the season with the twins oh yeah well yeah so essentially <laughs> Tequila Tequila uh kind of like did some music for a while she was like a MySpace persona yeah she was a model you can say that my so and oh, it was man. mtv right yeah it was mtv mtv gave her a reality tv show and they're like okay we're gonna have men and women competing to be like your love interest like you're mm-hmm. gonna date was it even like marry it was just date it like, was you're just gonna date tequila tequila yeah it was win. it was kind style, of like the they all live in a house yeah. okay bachelor meets like real world mm-hmm. tequila tequila hoping to find love yeah sure Um, but yeah it was interesting because i mean one it was kind of cool because it was the first time a you know bisexual person was brought into the front sphere of american culture Um, sure it was on mtv but also like it was never taken legitimately kind of before that true um 
but I also feel like the show kind of stigmatized mm-hmm. bisexuality at the same time, even though it was bringing it more into the limelight. It was right. still like, it in a way. Yeah, it still made it kind of like this perverted, like, ooh, like, like a freak show mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was definitely, there was like some, there were a lot of like fucked up, like normative gender roles still assigned on the show like i don't really remember any of the men being that queer like i think they were all just kind of like straight dudes and then the like women that they had they're like they would have like you know like a wider variety of like gender performances and it's like oh does she want like a femme or does she want a butch like what kind of woman does she ah like a lot of people don't necessarily like fall into think about one or that. the other yeah yeah or um, think about that when they're like choosing a partner i don't know some people do some but people like do. i don't think it was mtv's place to be like does tila <laughs> want like you know like the girl wearing track shorts or does she want like you know the like lipstick lesbian like let's it's not yeah. mtv's place to like put people in that position no and it only happened for the women like i said it's like all the dudes were just like bros so let's now transition into rupaul's drag race yes what a show i am not as avid a viewer as the both of you are that's okay it's okay i've watched a few episodes um trixie mattel and Katya are my favorite. I love Katya. And I love yeah. their, You watch their show. I watch their show. So cute. Mm-hmm. So cute. Probably more than RuPaul. Um, yeah, yeah, let's talk about how uh, RuPaul was kind of like this really awesome like lens into queer identity and how it got a little bit skewed over this past year. Um, I think the show kind of like blew up uh, over the past couple years. Because mm-hmm. I remember I I started watching, like, a friend of mine turned me on to it um, this season. I think season three, was it three or four, with Sharon Needles. There are people mm-hmm. who, like, have oh, yeah. a whole catalog that they know, and they're like... I know. I'm not one of those. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, like, a vacation watcher. I've watched it with my roommates from time to time, but so... Tuning in, tuning out. Yeah. Um... I mean, like, I, before I ever watched the show, I'd, like, been to, I'd seen drag performances, mm-hmm. um, the culture was, like, maybe a lot of the, like, idiosyncrasies were, like, new to me, yeah. um, but I will say that I think it's a great show and it's made me cry a lot. Really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> What moments have you cried at? I mean, just like, you know, it's a show that's good at getting people to, like, expose their, like, vulnerabilities and, like, whenever people, whenever people on the show, like, will cry talking about their past, like, Mm -hmm. that usually gets me, but I, I mean, I've cried watching, like, Oprah before, like, it's not, it's not anything. I cried, okay, so maybe it's not much reality tv show i wouldn't i wouldn't call oprah much reality tv show either but i used to watch ellen so much oh yeah and i would cry all the time and my best friend who was like in the closet at the time Mm. would like try to apply because you could get in for free and we want to see if we could like get on to talk on the show Mm -hmm. yeah but Mm -hmm. um 
Okay, so you don't want to talk anything about RuPaul kind of fucking up or... Well, here's what RuPaul's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> people, people are upset at RuPaul for saying things like transgender people have no place on this show, right? Even She's And there have been like trans women on the show. And hasn't RuPaul said things yeah. like, this isn't a competition for transgender women? It's... What, what did RuPaul say? Uh, something to that extent. Um, just like that's not within the show's kind of scope and that's not necessarily what Ru is trying to present yeah. to the world. I don't really get it. I guess Ru has to make some decisions. Which is a little unfair because I feel like, at least me personally, maybe some other people out in the world, mm-hmm. uh, that... You know, if you identify as, like, a cis woman, I feel like you should still be able to perform in drag mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a glorified, eccentrified, you know, version of a woman in drag. Or, mm-hmm. And a lot of people in the drag community feel like you can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. it's you're portraying the gender that's opposite of yourself. But, but that's not necessarily true. Yeah. So, yeah. Come on. Come on, Rue. Stepping up. I really admire Rue for really, I mean, really being a huge, a huge leader in showing kind of the queer community and the drag scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that has just blown up in the past few years. And I remember hearing an interview where Rue was saying like, oh, yeah, I used to smoke pot all the time. And then one day I just, Rue used to wake and bake. And then one day, one day Rue just stopped, stopped smoking weed and started making the future happen. How many people do you know that have just, you know, watched RuPaul's Drag Race? Probably (laughs) a lot. It's taken over. Yeah, Um, it's very true. Yeah. Good job, Rue, but still some room for some room. Room (laughs) for improvement. Too many puns. That show is good for puns. And I will say that, like. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is kind of like just to bring it back to the theme it's a perfect reality TV show in that it's all about identity creation Mm -hmm. which I feel like is like the meta theme like undercurrent of like any reality TV show. Identity creation for sure. Is that you have to kind of like you're given like humans do this weird thing when we're put in front of a camera where we're like suddenly animals and we're like oh I have to like perform and I have to like yeah. define myself oh, yeah. so like I mean that's what anybody on like a uh, like competition show will do where they want to like be put into a particular niche or yeah. like yeah. like on a show like Project Runway they're like I'm this kind of designer or like Top Chef they're like I'm this kind of chef or even on the housewives, they're like, I'm this kind I'm this of this kind of wife. Yeah. I'm this kind of woman. Well, I've been thinking about this since our intro when you asked me what my first uh, reality TV show was, and I forgot. Mm-hmm. I think my first one was actually Bug Juice on Disney Channel, which was. Was that a reality? Do you remember that? Yeah, it was a camp show. Okay, it was kids okay, we're at, skipping kids that at the camp. Next hold on. Hold but on. I related to it because I was also a kid, and I just wanted to see <laughs> life like I could be living it. If I wasn't me, if I was just someone in a certain location or place, surrounded by cute girls and boys. Okay, real quick, because we're starting to get low on time. Okay. I know. See, 40 minutes goes by like so fast. It really does. It really does. Um, does. 
That's how just long the average finish shows, Queer Identity too. by saying Queer Eye is really great. By Love that show, though. A multifaceted experience of queer identity and involving street politics as well. We could have a whole episode about that, that one show. Just about another episode. Eye. Maybe y'all can come back in September. Yeah. We'll watch more TV. Did you then. ever, have you seen, like, episodes of the original one yes. at all? Okay. Yeah, as okay. a kid. As yeah, a as kid. a kid. Mm. That's, that's when I first started watching it, too. And, like... I, I remember I'm, my parents were still like a little taboo about it because mm. they're like it's gay people. I mean, no, hey, shout out to mom and dad. I know you're listening. They've come <laughs> around a lot on the subject. It's See, I love that. Um, just that perspective of like hearing about you watching this show with like who would you watch it with? Your parents, like yeah. in the family setting of like yeah. who is watching this TV? Mm-hmm. Who is absorbing this? Re- what is our reality? What is our reality? Reality. Reality television. Um, if you're just now tuning in, I'm Kelsey Styles, and you're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. With me in the studio, I have Joanna and Katie. Hello! <laughs> Two Bay Area babes, and we're talking about American culture through the lens of reality television. And to kind of wrap up this segment, I want to discuss American reality television versus foreign. Hell yeah! And I'm going to start that off with Terrace House. Wow. Wow, a Japanese show. reality television show that is like real world, except it's not. It's a lot more closed off. People are a lot more polite. And don't really like reveal their feelings for another person until the very end of it. So thoughts. it's yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Um, it's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend it. Katie and I watched the first episode um, last weekend, and one of the first thing I noticed was that they all like arrive to the house um and if you've seen like any any house-based show like that's an american show um the first thing they do is usually like scope out the best room like they're like i want the best room where is it give it to me but they waited for everybody to arrive and then they're like all right let's all look at the rooms they're so polite but i also think that's built into the structure of the show i don't know if you noticed but at one point they were like okay can we go get our keys now and they all (laughs) went over to where the adorable keys were hanging with their names engraved in wood question have have either Mm -hmm. of you been to japan i went to japan no i really want to go you went right I went, so I thought it was like super reflective of Japanese culture. This past mm-hmm. November, I went to Tokyo with my best friend Sam, who's featured in episode one of Cool World. Hi, Woo. Sam. Um, yeah, and it's just like very like uh, <laughs> it like exemplifies Japanese culture and how it's very respectful of the other. Mm-hmm. It's not just a performance based like me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. myself type of culture um Mm. yeah more emphasis on community more emphasis on structure and i think the show portrays that in a very intense way of just like how stark it is and like even uh when you watch the show terrace house which yes is available on netflix terrace house Mm -hmm. terrace house um yeah, they like uh, cut between, you know, the show that's happening and they also show kind of like this group who I think who has been on like previous episodes of Terrace House. Yeah, the, 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 right. the voyeurs. The commentators. <laughs> the commentators. Which is what we all are. But they're Being still Tom. providing commentary, <laughs> which I feel like kind of skews how you're watching the show as a viewer. Yes. Which is very different from American television because I feel like American television is... 
edited way differently. It's like hard cuts. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like loud music that's kind of driving like your emotional mm-hmm. uh, status mm-hmm. throughout the shows. Right. You know what you're supposed to be feeling. And yeah. So, I mean, they're kind of like controlling the tone of like how you're supposed to be reacting to like certain characters that are in the house and like certain themes that are playing. But this Japanese reality take of like the real world, um, it's a lot slower, it's a lot more tame, and like mm-hmm. sure they'll cut to kind of like these voyeurs that are watching who, um, you know, apply their own commentary on the show, but it's always like open ended questions of like, I wonder if this is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're feeling this way. Yeah, yeah. Right. They do a lot of prompting. And it's funny the way, um, the way you describe it, it just, it kind of gave me a similar feeling because it's not edited in the way that American reality TV is. Not it gave me the all. same feeling as when I watched The Great British Bake Off. Love that oh, show! Talk about good reality TV! Moments. Let's talk about Mary so. ba- Barry and Paul Hollywood for one moment. Are they in love? Yes! And is that show great? Yes. Okay, I'm done. It's just, it's really calming to watch that show for some reason because they're so nice to each other. Yeah, for some reason. They're nice to each other, but they're hard on the pastries. They're like, (laughs) is this underdone? Is this baked through? Sometimes it is. Does this have a good crunch? But the people who are competing, they don't have an ego. No, No. they really don't. Yeah. It's a lot like Terrace House. And if they do, they're kind of shamed. Yeah. But like yeah, not in a shamey way. Whereas like if you yeah, watch see right through that. If you watch mm-hmm. Top Chef in America, oh, everyone's yeah. like, I'm the best baker here. Like, right. Mm-hmm. I or was you watch a show here. like Beat Paul, whatever his name is. I forget his name. What? But there's a show <laughs> called like Beat This Person and he's like a top chef. And you can't, oh, Bobby Flay. Yeah, beat Bobby Flay. And the whole show is like, come and beat Bobby Flay. But you can't. Bobby Flay always wins. Bobby the Flay's only episode I saw him not win on was this one where he used his like. Bobby Flay's a punk ass little fuck. Whatever. He wins every episode, but he didn't win this one where like it came down to homemade ice cream versus store bought ice cream. And he oh. didn't win what? for some weird reason. He didn't win. And I saw that one first and I had high hopes that for the rest of them he might not win but he wins every time every time bobby flay yeah that's so american yeah, editing huge for ego you. huge ego yeah. show where bobby flay is just the best and it's like can you possibly beat him or not but in the great british bake-off it's all like amateur chefs actually i'm actually really excited for the premiere of making it tomorrow um starring Ooh. an artist who i personally work for helping oh, yeah. her make her art right it's called Making It. It's on NBC tomorrow at 9 p.m. NBC is big time. Yeah, With, 10 p.m. Uh, who are, who Pacific are the Standard Time. Amy Poehler, Nick Offerman hosting Making It. And you I love think Parks it's and Rec. What, Parks and Rec? I think it'll be a lot like the Great British Bake Off, but instead of pastries, people are making art. So each of these artists are going to be making their own art craft. And... Um, yeah, Nicole Sweeney is who I'm rooting for because I actually helped make her Nicole art. San Francisco based. Um, Nicole Sweeney, SF based, beautiful artist. Unfortunately, we're going to have to cut this interview now. Um, I can't so keep this going. Play. We can talk forever and ever about reality TV. <laughs> Maybe maybe in the next episode we yeah. can just talk about uh, food reality TV shows. Oh my god! R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. I'm gonna say that forever. Yeah. All right. Um, and gold. 
Thank you for tuning in. If you're a first listener or if you've been listening for a while to Cool World, but yeah, this has been Cool World on BFF.fm. On my next episode, I have life coach and astrology buff and meditation teacher Natasha Durrell coming in the studio to talk about all sorts of things related to what she does. And yeah, I want to say thank you. Sounds way less vapid. Then reality TV. Listen, there's nothing. <laughs> Katie, there's I'm gonna have to cut you off. <laughs> about reality TV. Uh, yeah, so I want to give a big thanks to Katie and Joanna for being in the studio today. Thank you, and Kelsey. let's get to some tunes. Yes. Pop
pretty face, I come here like the way I take That before they don't a nigga back with how I start the day You a pussy, you a rookie, I can see it in your face Ain't the beat, but I'm a freak, he fell in love, I ain't amazed Ain't them dog, young Cardi, I'm tryna fuck a Harley He liking all my pictures, got these lame niggas salty Tell that bitch to catch up, she be geeking on the Marley Hey, Lil Yachty, what's up, rock my boat and go to Charlie's Damn, I'm geeking, I be taxing for a feature She be fucking for a feature, these niggas, they really leeches Grab my hair, it's 30 inches, skinny bitch, but like it deeper Same goes, wrote the riches, do a drill, but I ain't snitching, yeah But I ain't backing out, smoke you like a black and mouth Free 600 breezy, he the first to eat my cookie out I don't understand what all the cap about you, Mickey Mouse Man, it's all the bullshit, bitches talking, I be living proud, yeah can't fuck a lame nigga, put some diamonds on your teeth so you can give me brain nigga Count a chicken for me next, I hanging with the same niggas You can't even handle bitches, we are not the same nigga Uzi verdict, wrong skirt, I been pressing, I'm a fur Pop the trunk like it's my cherry, leave your bitch ass in the dirt Lying nigga, playing stupid, not your hoe, so I don't care Gripping on the dick, he going swimming, now my stomach hurt Take my skirt off school, swag, make a nigga work Take some baby, you gon' get me next till I'm a fur He pull his all in me, cause I'm the bitch to do it first Apologize for what I'm crazy, do it like a purge Fuck it out, nigga, fuck with me, it costs, nigga Asian daughter, boss, nigga, need me young, young Dolph, nigga Philly nigga on his bike, he pop a wheelie in it Chasing all the milli, only fucking with the ditty bitches You need a slut, what? I'ma let you cuss up When they get too comfortable, it's when I got the cut, um you need a slut, what? I'ma let you cuff some. When they get too comfortable, is when I gotta cut. Uh. You need a slut, what? I'ma let you cuff some. When they get too comfortable, is when you gotta cut. Uh. Gang. Scissors, scissors.
got the swag, great swimmer. Make you hit them high notes like you a tenor. Tell a big appetite, give you my dinner. I know they can do you, but I can do it better. Bring me out to London, yeah. I can show you something, yeah. Unlock it, close off your body, give you loving, yeah. Cause that's how we do. We do all it need to. We do happy see through. But we on the way, we on the circle, yeah, we riding way. Let's get it going, girl, let's on the lay, let's on the lay, sip this champagne. Like what you're hearing and one easy and fun way to support community radio in San Francisco slash beyond? Well, you can become a BFF.FM bestie by pledging a monthly donation of $10 or more. You'll help make sure BFF.FM keeps rocking for many years to come. And in return, you'll score sweet perks like a limited edition enamel pen for besties only. Early heads up on an upcoming shows and ticket giveaways and a free invite to our monthly bestie bash a new concert series created by our very own space abuela in partnership with father die records and take care tapes happening here at the secret alley 